Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Robot podcast, the podcast open to everyone, uh, especially robots. I am your host, Luke, and with me, as always, is Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Luke, and hello to the listeners and robots out there. You know, uh, it's odd you mention that because this week I did watch uh, most of the series on Netflix called Sex, Love, and Robots, and man, uh, not much sex, a little bit of love, not many robots. Needs more robots. Oh, really? They should have gotten us on, man. Yeah. We could have played, like, podcast robots. <laughs> Podbots. <laughs> yeah, Podbots, exactly. My sister says I should watch that show. I haven't yet, but I'll get around to it. I'll get around to things eventually. Uh, usually after all the hype and buzz has died down and, uh, you know, and once all that's done, I can watch it and then uh, take a big shit on it if it sucks. But Yeah, they're really short. You'll like them because they're short. So if you don't oh, like yeah. one, they're like 10 minutes long. And, it's like, and some of them are like six minutes long. I think my favorite one was uh, about Christmas. And uh, it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> all right. So we have a, a few things on the books today. Uh, I did manage to get something sent to a certain wrestler oh. uh, that I received last week from uh, from Jay. It takes a little time sometimes, uh, Jay, to, for uh, for Berger Makabe to respond to me and messages and stuff. He's a bit of a, a diva. <laughs> but uh, I, enti- I enticed him. I sent him I sent him what Jay sent me, and uh, I'll, I'll have a look at it a little later maybe. Okay. See how we go. But what we also have is we're going to talk about, oh, my God, we've been on some roads this year, Mr. Andy, and we're on a freaking really good... Oh, we swear, by the way, everyone listening, be aware of that. Yeah. But, uh, oh, and before I talk about how uh, we're actually on a road that's uh, nicely paved and <laughs> there's no traffic, it's just clear, clear streets and all this kind of stuff, yeah. the road to Kazuna has been really fucking good and uh i can't wait to talk about it but we've also got a no kojima tweet but we've got a little kojima chat oh we're gonna be talking a lot about kojima at some point fuck yeah and the, and the dads and shit but uh i'll talk <laughs> a little bit about uh, him on impact which uh didn't go for long it's a kind of a short tv match but that's okay and then we've got some recommends and uh you know to, to the two Kazuna shows. But uh, first, and without being prompted by Mr. Andy, there are ways you can get in contact with us. Yes, I did it! <laughs> you can contact us all on the... Oh, all. There's only two of us. Uh, you can contact us on the Tweety. I am at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Andy is at Drusifer Tweets, And we're collectively on the Tweety at NeverOpenPod. Where you can, uh, oh my god, if you were tweeting with us on night one of, uh, uh, night one this week, sorry, of uh, at least, of uh, Road to Kazuna, there was a lot of tweeting, there was uh, a lot of fun to be had, and uh, especially a lot of, a lot of Three Dads Jim Dad talk, which was (laughs) a lot of fucking fun, and we were making all these gags and stuff, and then 
something happens that just made me so fucking happy. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna get into that. We got a lot of good wrestling talk to get into. Like the, like you said, the Kazuna Road shows were really good, and I, this, uh, like at the end of today, we will have talked about three like shows in a row that were like, fuck yeah. These are great, you know what I mean? And so that's, it's been a while. And I was going to mention something, um, you know, we don't have to go into it too bad, but like we are, we are experiencing kind of a strange moment right now. And that is because it's been a long time since there's been a tournament in New Japan and we are getting pretty far into the year. And I have a feeling that like once, um, once we get into like, you know, August or something, it's going to be tournaments for the rest of the year because we got like 30 of them to get in before the end of the year, you know? Yeah, we've got it, you know, we've got uh, World Tag League and Junior Tag League. I know we're super amped and excited for those. And then we've got, what, two little tournaments? I mean, one's Best of Super Juniors, the other one's this little thing called the G1. Right. All right, so uh, every week now we get a review from Ian, uh, one of our faithful listeners and awesome all-around dude, and he uh, sends us his review of Strong because we don't want to watch it. So um, thank you. You're you're like Jesus Christ. You're the Jesus Christ of the Never Open Podcast, and you're bearing <laughs> you know the sins for us, and we really appreciate it. So here is <laughs> so here is Ian's uh, Strong review for uh, this past week. Um, I believe it was the 20th or something. Yes, I don't know. Whenever it was last week. So here it is. Hi, Luke and Andy. This is Ian with another New Japan Strong Review. This week's show had one really good match. It also had one match featuring Satoshi Kojima. I'm Aww. sorry to say they weren't the same match. Aww. The show it's because he wrestled Kratos, dude. Alex Coughlin versus Josh Alexander. And honestly, the show should have closed with it as well. Before I review the match, I have to mention Josh Alexander's nickname, The Walking Weapon. Slang varies hugely country to country, but in the UK, especially the north of the UK, weapon is slang for absolute idiot. So, <laughs> to a I might as well be saying, now making his way to the ring, the colossal tool, Josh Alexander. <laughs> Thankfully, he doesn't wrestle like a colossal tool because this match was just awesome. Alexander is a supremely gifted amateur wrestler, so we start off with some excellent grappling, which transitions to some excellent striking and submissions. All in all, this match was a good model for how New Japan USA matches should be. Technical but violent, skills-based but with the ever-present possibility of a really serious ass-kicking. If the rest of New Japan Strong were like this, I'd be happy. But sadly it isn't, Aww. as up next we get Fred Rosser and Adrian Quest versus Barrett Brown and Bateman. Of the four guys in the ring, Rosser's pretty good, Quest is passable and could get better, Bateman is a hollow gimmick with nothing inside it, and Barrett Brown isn't even that. After Bateman gets the pin, he and Rosser square off, and somehow this feud continues. And then we have our main event. Satoshi Kojima is an absolute legend. A man yeah. who climbed the mountain in New Japan to become IWGP champion, and when there were no worlds left to conquer, went to old Japan to grab the Triple Crown, only to return in glory to New Japan once more to take the IWGP championship for a second time. 
a legendary singles and tag team wrestler who's won every accolade from the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship to the Young Lions Cup. It's a privilege to watch him wrestle a match. J.R. Kratos was also in this match. <laughs> it's genuinely frustrating how much Kojima gives to Kratos during this match and how little Kratos does with it. It's just Kratos slowly lumbering from spot to spot while Kojima sells for him. And if Kojima can't get a good match out of you, there isn't a good match to get out of you. Yeah, On several fair. occasions in DDT, Kota Ibushi had critically acclaimed Match of the Year candidates against a blow-up doll called Yoshihiko. Kojima would have had a better match against that blow-up doll than he did against Kratos. <laughs> it sounds like I'm really negative on this show, but I do want to stress how good that first match was. I just wish the rest of the card had been up to its level. Thankfully, we have a whole tag tournament coming up to revive my interest there we go. the return of the Good Brothers and the team of Yuji Nagata and Ren Narita. Thanks, guys, and keep it strong. Wow, man, they taped a lot of shit while Yuji Nagata was in California. Damn. Oh, man, they kept that off. Bread was busy. He must have been well and truly toasted by the end of it, but, uh, haha, bread puns. He just said Yuji Nagata's on an upcoming show, not Mr. Bread. Oh, shit. I was like, so he's, damn. He, he's... Tape, Wait, like, he's not back there again because he's in Japan now. Oh, wow, right. they did tape a lot of stuff. Yeah, they taped a lot of shit. So go ahead, man. But, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the Jaios Kratos... Jaios... Fuck getting his name right. That Kratos dude, right, uh, just Ian's description of the match kind of described a little bit of the young line gauntlet to me because what we're seeing is these big-name stars... Uh, selling and giving the young lions a lot, and then we're seeing what the young lions do with that, and it's turning out to be pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, Jail, uh, Kratos has given that, that same amount of rope, and uh, looks like he's uh, hanging his uh, hanging his ass with it. So, uh, yeah. Screw that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, and I, he's right about Josh Alexander. He's a very good wrestler. I'm not a huge fan of that guy for various reasons, but um, he used to tag with all Ego, Ethan Page, and they were, you know, kind of a big tag team, um, the North or whatever on Impact, and they would, you know, steal indie dates from unsigned wrestlers, of course, too. And, uh, you know, and I guess since all Ego went to AEW, he was certainly the charismatic one of the two, you know, and uh, now you got Josh Alexander in New Japan. It's interesting, you know, I, I don't know what, they're going to do with all these guys they got running around. I know that uh, NWA is is doing shows again as well, which no one's watching them because, you know, they kind of missed their window, man. They got fucked up. And I know Jordan Clearwater's on there, you know, jobbing to Funkasaurus, and uh, stuff like that is going on on NWA. So, good times. Yeah. Um, I'm actually more interested in that women's division because uh, of the NWA, because that's the only one we really see on AEW and stuff. And the, the last couple of champions we've seen on the TV with that title have been like Serena Deep and uh, Thunder Rosa, who yes. are fucking awesome. Well, so uh, um, yeah, so that's been pretty cool. Did I rope bot? No, you're fine. Um, they they signed Kylie Ray too, and like she's been through every company. It seems like. 
and or maybe it was Impact. I thought I thought it was NWA though. And my thing is this: is if like if Kylie Ray's on your roster and she's not in your main event of your women's pay per view, you're fucking up because she is. She's not just the best women's wrestler. She's like one of the best wrestlers ever. She's fucking awesome. And like I can't. If you guys don't know, just just look up. You, I, if you're listening to this, you probably love Orange Cassidy. Look up her matches versus Orange Cassidy at Beyond Wrestling, and you'll be like, you're right. She is one of the best wrestlers of all time. All right. I'll have to check those out myself. So, yeah. Man. Oh, Speaking of strong, I'd be rem- I'm, I'm so happy that you did these reviews, uh, Mr. Ian, because, uh, well, they're really good. And uh, also because it's just given me a reminder that uh, we got a, a major announcement. There is news. Hey, there's New Japan Pro Wrestling oh, news, hey. everyone. Okay. And uh, August 14th, I think the date is. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. We're getting a New Japan Pro Wrestling American show called Resurgence. This will be the first New Japan Pro Wrestling show in America to have a crowd in it in fucking ages. And, uh, yeah. Resurgence, August 14th. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. We'll get another title shot, uh, title match, hopefully between uh, Finley and Jay White. I wish that title was in Japan because uh, I could see more title matches and see Jay holding the belt more and all this kind of stuff. I want my Never stuff on TV more. And I'm going to wait till August 14th to get uh, to get it. So uh, I guess they might be I'll enjoy it. But fuck... Like, how many people are there in America that I that you want to see Jay White wrestle the Never title for? And I don't mean any disrespect to any wrestlers that are in America or whatever. None. But, yeah, none. But uh, I want to see, you know, uh, man, maybe another Ishii match. Like, all sorts of guys. Like, I don't know. I, there's, like, a huge roster in Japan that I'd, I'd like to see... Jay White face for that never gold, but uh, oh well. Oh, and the other news is uh, Togi Makabe, who has been away. Uh, I think one of the things he was doing was shooting a movie. Again? Uh, uh, I don't know, again, or still, or if uh, filming was slowed down because of COVID and shit. But uh, yeah, so uh, Makabe is back, and uh, it's good to have him back. Yeah, oh, is that stuff. is that him on is that him on the line there? Yeah, yes. How did you know I was on the line? Well, I I can see that Makabe. I I I'm controlling the computer stuff that is the audio stuff. How are you doing today? I'm good, but if I start sounding like a robot, I'm gonna be really angry. Hey, man, no one's gonna be more angry than I am. Maybe you will be a little more, but I, I get very <laughs> angry too. All right, so uh, I got sent this thing. I had a look over, look over it, and I was like, mm, mm, what do we have here? <laughs> now, it's it's part of a, uh, a, a place. I don't know if it's a chain in America. Maybe when I fly over to get my vaccine, I can uh, check it out. But what, what it is, it's a place called Hops Burger. Mm, okay. And uh, I don't know what why it's called hops but uh, the word burger definitely got my interest <laughs> and you know they know what they're doing because uh, they serve their superior blend of Angus chunk beef fresh produce 
and local dairy. Their 6-ounce, 8-ounce, and 12-ounce burgers are hand-pressed. What does that mean? Does that mean, like, after they've made them, they put their hands on top of it and squash it down or, like, something? I don't know. But they're hand-pressed and cooked on a searing, hot, flat-top grill. That's when you hand-press it, too, when it's on the grill. I hear that'll uh, work just fine. All burgers are served on a bun of your choice, cooked to order, and to your temperature preferences. Wow. Wow. What What's your bun of choice, Makabe? Well, I'm uh, I'm actually looking right now, and I, I can't see the bun. Oh, here we go. Yes, I can see it. We've got uh, brioche buns, whole wheat Kaiser rolls, uh, sriracha bun, pretzel rolls, and gluten-free buns. <laughs> what do you think about that whole gluten-free thing? Are you are you okay with that, or does that make you angry? Uh, it just allows people who can't eat normal burgers to eat burgers, so it's fine for them. Gluten-free is pretty shit. Uh, Taguchi hates them. Oh, dude, I bet. I bet. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, look, things have been going pretty well for me right now, and I haven't sounded like a robot yet. So I think I'll stop here. Okay, all right. Well, we're always, we always love hearing from you. And I'm glad that we didn't get in an argument this time. You know, it all seemed to go pretty smooth. I'm starting to like you, Gourmet Burger Makabe. Well, you, d- you asked me my favorite bun, but you didn't ask me what my favorite burger was. Oh, shit. So you only did half your job, Mr. Andy. Sorry. So here we are, arguing again. Look, it's the fucking spicy goat or the Diablo. Okay. We've got goat cheese, applewood bacon, whatever the fuck that is. It's, uh, yeah, I like that. Sweet and sour pepper jelly and lettuce. Okay. Mm That's the spicy goat. That's nice. <laughs> then we got the Diablo. All right. Okay. That's that's pepper jack. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I uh, I had to say goodbye to him as well. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, yeah, he would uh, just just attack me. But look, he he's, he's messaging me now. He's like, yeah. Have me on next week. I want to talk more about some of these burgers. All right. He's messaging me right now mayonnaise over and over and over again with different types of mayonnaise that he loves. Because and and the first message says you didn't ask me what my favorite sauce is. So he's letting me know yeah. the different types of may- mayonnaise that he likes. So <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of gross. Uh, I had to get some silliness in there. And uh, how about? Just one more tidbit of silliness. It, well, not really. I watched an Impact match this week again. Uh, I'm watching uh, Kojima's kind of mini run there at the moment. And uh, this week it was Kojima versus Rhino. Now, if uh, Kojima defeats Rhino, he and Eddie Edwards get a shot at Rhino and... Eddie Edwards. Uh, who else? Whoever else has the... Impact tag title yeah, it's that some, I can't remember. Some guy with a beard. I have no idea who it is. Yeah. Uh, was it Joe Doring or was it Eric Young? I can't fucking remember. But anyway, it's a fine like 
TV match. It's really short. There's an ad break in the middle. I had fun with it. It's, it's nothing too serious. I, don't like, I like both men, but, you know, it's a TV match. You're not always going to get, like, the kind of bangers you want. Man, imagine these guys having, like, met, met up at, like, 2005 or yeah, something. That shit has gone fucking off. But, yeah, it was still nice. It was a fun match. And uh, Kojima does win with the baguette of death and pins Mr. Rhino. So, in an upcoming impact, we're getting Kojima, Eddie Edwards versus uh, Dangerous Violent by the Design or Dangerous by the... Whatever the fuck they are. That faction is going to be a tag title match. So, fucking Kojima's going after all sorts of golds lately. And I'm all for it. Uh, Mind you, I kind of want Eddie Edwards to maybe get pinned here so uh <laughs> he's not though they, uh, so those guys win and then uh, Kojima can uh, happily uh stay in Japan so uh no uh his his little mini tour has been great I would have liked to actually seen him just pop up on AEW but uh that's all right yeah it would have been nice if uh you know he would have challenged uh um moxley as well and like he you know moxley has to run through a little kind of mini gauntlet of new japan dads that'd be cool you know (laughs) but he's got other shit to do uh it is what it is and uh you know that's pretty cool well um i went to an independent pro wrestling show last week and yeah he did you know, I'll try to keep this short because I could talk for fucking three hours about this. But it was it was three shows in one venue on the same night. So like it was like started at six o'clock, and I think we left the venue at like one thirty a.m. ish, something like oh, that. Oh shit! So it was a long night. Um, it was it was magical though, man. I mean, it was. <laughs> it's like, you know. Live wrestling, I mean, if you've not heard me on this spiel before, but live wrestling's, like, always been my thing. It's like, I don't care. I'd rather see a mediocre match live than, like, the best match, you know, on TV. And Mm -hmm. New Japan's, like, the only thing that I watch, and I feel like I'm there. You know, it gives me that same kind of feeling. Well, um, this show had that magic, you know, pretty much from the middle of the first show on to the very end. And and something pretty wild happened, too. So, I mean, there was many things. One, there was a triple threat match, and I don't remember all the combatants in it. I'm sorry, it was for Paradigm Pro Wrestling, and it was Chase Holiday versus these two other dudes. And they had a triple threat where they almost, for the entire match, all wrestled at, th- at once. And it was like... Three, oh, wow. three man spots the match and it's it's like pissed off jim Cornette and all kinds of people you know what i mean because it's just it's just the most flippy thing you've ever seen and it's it's fucking awesome i thought that was a pretty incredible achievement you know and i was on my feet for that um we had you know the other thing too is the theme of some not like you know it was juneteenth weekend which is kind of this new holiday that's you know a little it's not controversial but it's kind of too little too late you know kind of thing and uh it is what it is but we're all going to celebrate it anyway and so this was kind of like a black um talent themed show too so there was a lot of black talent Mm. featured including our guy lexus montez and lexus montez was um in a match versus a guy named jordan um oliver who is like going to show up on your tv here real soon you know and uh and i hope lexus is the same but they had a good match and man, I'll tell you what, like, okay, so when I first met Lexus Montez, one of the things that poked me in the eye about him was that he does 
stuff like Naito. He does, you know, the Naito salute, and he does some of Naito's moves. At the time, he was, you know, doing the fucking Destino as a finish and shit, and he loves Naito. So he went full on Naito. He came out in a jacket and everything, not like a dress jacket, but he had a hat on, a baseball hat on, and he waited for the whole everything to go by. And then once the like bell rang, then he started taking off his jacket and took forever. And he put the hat on the corner post. And I had I, I he's not done that before that I can remember. Um, you know, recently, and so that was fun. And he did a bunch of Naito moves, and it was just a really fun Naito match. But the sad part is that he lost, and how he lost hurt me so deeply. He tapped out to the Brab, which is just upsetting. You know what I mean? It's really upsetting, and I know he probably did that just to fuck with me. But uh, anyway, he loses. My two other friends, uh, best friends in wrestling, would be Aaron Williams and this guy named Lord Crew. They both lose their matches, but then at the end of the night, there, you know, there's this like hardcore championship. It's like a 24/7 deal, and the current champion, Casanova Valentine, he wins a big match in the main event, and here comes Aaron Williams out, and then I see Lord Crew, and then I see. Uh, Alexis Montez and these guys all live in my city they're Cincinnati wrestlers and that is not something that gets you respect at all anywhere Uh, not a town that's known for wrestling in any way shape or form Um, we had HWA back in the day that's it and um, all three of these guys form a heel faction beat the shit out of the champion and let crew uh you know fucking they drag out a referee man bun who's another buddy of mine and fucking make him count the three so now my buddy crew's the champion there's a heel faction called cincinnati's most wanted and these are like my guys you know these are like the guys that you know a long time ago i've been you know like talking to this promoter about and stuff and it i don't know it's just really fun to see like one of my favorite things with the road home when we did that podcast was when we see stuff that we talked about on the podcast show up in the ring and that would happen a lot and so because you know wrestlers like to listen to the show and then they and they would you know steal our ideas and we love that and that was great so this was kind of like the ultimate version of that where it's like all my guys that i love made their own faction um and you know they're gonna you know wreak havoc yeah. over this promotion i love it that sounds like a, a lot of fun Man, you would you be telling me about this, and I was like, "Oh, holy shit, that must have been fucking awesome!" So, yes, that that's pretty cool. I, I was hoping you'd talk about the show as, as well that you went to, and uh, yes, Mister Lexus Montez, hello, how are you? <laughs> he did great. Um, one other guy I do want to mention, and it's because people know who he is, and my God, I don't. I mean, I've seen this guy now uh, twice since uh, things have reopened a little bit over here and both times have been like legendary performances I'll never forget and that's this guy named Shug D everyone else knows him as Pineapple Pete from AEW yeah Oh, my God, dude. He did this thing. So Paradigm Pro Wrestling had a big stinker of an ending where, like, you know, the bad guys got over on everybody and the whole crowd's booing and they're all shitty. This is the second uh, show of the night. And 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 it's because Shook D was in the main event and he got screwed over. And they give him the mic. And, like, in two seconds, he has the crowd, like, chanting his name and shit. And it was great because... He started cutting this promo, and I was standing to like kind of like to well, I was in, sitting in my seat, kind of to the right of the ring, uh, from his point of view, and he was staring right into my eyes while he was cutting like a good chunk of this promo, and I was just like, "Wow, 
you're the best babyface promo of all time. Because, I mean, like, everybody was just, like, on their feet, and, and the, all the crowd got turned around. There was a lot of cool shit like that going on. Good pro wrestling stuff. Stiff, you know, some stiff matches, a lot of flippy. I mean, they did a good job of doing everything. Hardcore matches, the whole deal. And I, I it felt so good to be back. That's what it was. So that's my spiel on that. Speaking of, of, of Cornette, right? Like, like, all right, so I started watching wrestling in the late 90s, so... Flippy shit was already a thing when I started watching. It's been fucking 20 years. You haven't gotten used to the flippy dippies yet? Get out of here! They've been flippy dippying for fucking decades. Get off, get over yourself, you fuck. All right. Enough about that fucking fool. Who, uh, who, uh, you know, has a very narrow view of what he sees wrestling to be and, uh, all that kind of shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, his entire catalog of work is full of just the most goofy ass bullshit you've ever seen in your life. So. No man. A funny yeah, I'm mind, sure. You know? I'm, I'm sure he was like the perfect booker and matchmaker who never did anything wrong, ever. But uh, <laughs> he tried to fire Kevin Kevin Steen from ROH. So yeah, he's pretty. Oh much yeah, that was a great move. Yeah. What a fucking fool. Anyway, let's. Are you ready? I'm ready to talk about the good wrestling, man, because it was a fucking oh, awesome oh. week. Awesome week. Oh, my God. It's like last week we lot, we enjoyed all three shows, but the third show was like the best. Now, these two shows I think we're going to talk about, I think, are as good as like that show. It was like so. two more of the same thing, you know, pretty much. And, and we got some oh, fun yeah. surprises and stuff. This is great. Oh, you liked that shit, did you? Well, here's two more sh- shows of it. So yes, let's let's kickstart it with Yuya Uramura versus fucking Tai Chi. And here we <laughs> fucking Tai Chi. <laughs> fucking Tai Chi. And just like Yoda Suji last week, Tai Chi gives Yuya Uramura a serenade, which is really nice. And then uh, Yuya responds by going all guns blazing in the first portion of the match and beats the shit out of Tai Chi. And I'm just like, whoa, okay. Yeah, Yuya must be mad at getting like stretched out last week because uh, (laughs) all three of his fucking matches, Tanahashi, Zack Sabre Jr. and Suzuki all stretched him the fuck out. So he must have been really pissed off about that and thought, I'm just going to wail on Tai Chi for a while. Tai Chi then... uh, you know, turns the tables and then kicks the shit out of poor you. And I'm like, oh, holy fuck. <laughs> fuck it, some of these kicks, man. I'm just like, all right, you had your fun, you. Now it's my turn, bitch. <laughs> Absolutely, man. man. I like this match a lot. Tai Chi let Yuya get in lots of offense, even one of them double underhook suplex thingies. It's stiff as hell and it's really fun. There's a last ride by Tai Chi to end it off. I thought it was awesome. I like this match a lot. Uh, we're seeing little peaks and, you know, little wrinkles of different things. Like uh, in this match, you know, Big Shine by Yuya at the beginning. He does an apron splash, to like, which is pretty different. That's not something we've seen before. And, like, Taichi is, he is generous in this match to a point. But he does not sell, like he's actually going to lose really at any point. You know what I mean? Like he's no, more, no. he's more selling like Suzuki sold where it's like, ah, yeah, I'm down, but I'm definitely not out. And, uh, these insecurities that he hits in this match, it's just great because like what the, the, one of the themes of these matches is that the, if the, 
young lion lands 10 strikes well that equals like one strike from the heavyweight you know like oh, main yeah. roster guy and and they they use that kind of metaphor uh, you know in different ways in all the matches and it's just funny because you know you you just spent a minute two minutes beating the shit out of tai chi and tai chi just kicks him once and it's like well now now we're we're you know the tides have turned like you said but um now okay so we have something to discuss here it's very important it's much you know it's we we talk we try not to get heavy on the show but this is really really important and i hope you guys are you know okay with me mixing this in with the wrestling but um Tai Chi's pants say ready to kick or ready to kiss. What do they say? I don't know. It's hard to say, but his right pant leg or his left pant leg right on the thigh and now says ready to <laughs> kick and ready to kiss or ready to kiss. And I need to know. And I think that's really important. <laughs> uh, I theorized that it might've been some English. Uh, so he meant to get kick, but it's kiss but who knows? There's a jizz reference in his theme tune, so uh, could be <laughs> ready, kiss. Ready to jizz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was giving Nido dick in a box later on. Uh, so I mean, oh who my knows, god. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Oh man, that, that that's funny. Uh, we'll get to that. That's for sure. But uh, man, here's another banger to start us off with the night, and I love this match too. It's Yoda Suji versus Zack Sabre Jr. And uh, Zach's trying to tie Yoda Suji up early, but Yoda's using his uh, strength to get out of them and twist Zack Sabre Jr. up a little bit. What I like about this match is... Uh, <laughs> like, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. starts off the match going, all right, let's have some fun. And as the match progresses, he's like, you fucking little shit. I'm going to kick your ass now. How dare you try to win? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? I'm supposed to be having fun. Get out of here. But yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. lets Yoda get some offense in to make him, uh, you know, look pretty damn good, which I liked. And uh, Zack Sabre Jr. just getting increasingly pissed, pissed off just made me laugh because he starts off just going, all right, I'm going to twist this guy up early early to uh, stiff kicking Yoda Suji big time. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Then there's been a bit of a uh, stretch fest at the end. It's, it's pretty awesome. And then there's this, like, uh, I think I can name this move that... Zack Sabre Jr. uses to win. Holy shit, it's like a triangle leg choke on Yoda Suji. Okay. I had electric chair leg scissors choke, but yours is probably better, actually. But uh, I th <laughs> this match is awesome. Um, yes. It's really good. And they do, like, the whole world of sport thing at the beginning, you know, which is like the... It's they're almost laying on top of each other in the Roman knuckle lock, and the arm, arm, right arm comes up, then the left arm comes up, then bridge up, then he jumps on the bridge. You know, like that whole deal they did that, mm -hmm. and that's that's different because Suji's so much bigger, you know, than Zack Sabre Jr. Looked kind of weird, you know, uh, which, but I mean, like in a good way. That was pretty cool. Um, and Zack Sabre Jr. is very generous in this match. He lets Suji like slam him all over the place, you know, but. Um, it's, you know, it is what it is, though. I mean, I love that Zack Sabre Jr. is like, well, I'm going to figure out a different way to finish each of these matches. And it's like he has, I don't know that, you know, any singles match he's won in the past, like, six months that he's used the, the same move to win. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I like it, too. And, uh, yeah, so I, I told you before, the, before we started recording that I had a theory as to why these shows were so good. And yes. I think 
we can blame the young lion gauntlet because you've got two bangers to start off your show. And then I think all the boys in the back were like, well, I'm not being upstaged by those fucking young lions. Fuck that. <laughs> we're going out there and we're going to have an awesome time. Which happens, which is really nice. I really like it. So uh, next we've got El Fantasmo, Jado, Shredder, and Gato. Fuck, that's a fun team. <laughs> Versus Show, Yo, Yano, and Okada. And uh, El Fantasmo's reaction to that shitty jazz theme was amazing. He's got his fingers in his ears and a fucking, like, Ugh, disgusted look at his face. So uh, here's all of us. Now, throughout this match, like, I see Yano with his fucking T-shirt tucked in because he's trying not to get back raked. And I was not sober and just like my, as I'm watching this match, I'm watching the match, like my eyes are on the TV and just like, how does Yano get out of that? How does he stop from being back raked? Like, what does he have to do? So I was like, well, maybe wear two t-shirts or maybe wrap himself in plastic, like, you know, cling wrap or something like that. I don't know what you guys call it, but you know, plastic wrap for sandwiches and shit. Just wrap that around his body and then you know put a t-shirt the on ring the apron top. he should just steal the ring apron and wrap himself up in it like he did that oh, one yeah. time <laughs> or maybe he just puts his t-shirt on and then duct tapes that shit on his body <laughs> or if none of that works he can wear two t-shirts with plastic wrap on under it then he can tape the two shirts on and then maybe just maybe yano won't get back raked Be- <laughs> because Yano, <laughs> it's because he makes himself a target tucking his shirt in. If he didn't tuck his shirt in, oh, they'll probably back rake him anyway. What am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> this match is like super fun, even with my bit of daydreaming there. I did daydream about something else, uh, and I said, uh, Andy, is there going to be any sudden deathing uh, anytime soon? And you're like, nah, man, tomorrow. So yeah. uh, we'll see if that actually happened. But yeah. uh, show and yo. Uh, do double teams and one of them pins Gato. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> not much to talk about here. I mean, this is a fun match, you know. Uh, we got stereo back rakes with the whole, like, going down to one knee, walking around on their knees thing. Um, you know, like you said, Yano gets his, his back raked anyway. And uh, ELP gets bloodied here at the end of the match somehow. And he leaves bleeding and angry, which is very effective. And uh, my note says, tomorrow, sudden death returns. So, <laughs> that's all my note says. So. Uh, I think he might be right. I yeah, don't know. But I think he might be right. And it's also like, here, I said, uh, Sho and Yo don't have an entrance theme. They have an entrance album. Yeah. That was a very popular so, tweet, Luke. Yes. I, I, I was kind of uh, getting baked and silly and just tweeting nonsense but uh some people liked it so thank you uh i was <laughs> but yeah how many themes do they have and like they pin gato and then there's a different theme playing i'm just like what the fuck yeah so they have an entrance album unfortunately none of the songs on the album are the rocky romero song no. which is their best theme what are they won't give him fucking royalties or something like i like shows uh video game theme that one's cool yeah that is that is the best one, but keep that on show for when show goes singles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, next we have, and I thought this would be as good as it gets, Mister Andy, 
but it, it'll get better. It does get but, better. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, we've got uh, all of Lij versus the dads and Abushi. The dads being uh, Nagata, Tenzan, and of course Satoshi Kojima. You call, yeah, you it's called like, it the the dads with God on their side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was great. It's also Naito's birthday, so you know what that means. Uh -oh. Lij's losing. Yeah. If it's your birthday or your family's in the crowd, congratulations, you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you got a big match, bring your family. Don't tell anyone they're there. Because yeah, no Gator kidding. will be like, oh, you brought your family, did you? You're jobbing. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> but, uh, dude, this match is fucking super fun. Yeah. And... It's not just super fun in the ring. It was super fun on the Tweety. So I was in kind of like ADD heaven because like I'm, you know, you, me, and 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 Jay, and I don't know if there were a couple others, but there are other people who were kind of reading them and stuff. We were just going making three dads jokes all the time. <laughs> like this is a grudge match because uh, Lij went to Dad's gym and they were just fucking, fucking shit up. Yeah, and and here we go. So uh, yeah, that that kept me laughing. The match itself is really fucking fun, and the Ibushi Shingo uh, parts of this match—they promise what might be a, a pretty stiff war. So uh, yes, please, I'm looking forward to that. Bread gets to get all his shit in and beat the shit out of Ibushi too, which I really appreciated. <laughs> And there's a baguette of death for the win. And that surprised me because I, I was like, well, I, I said to you, I was like, well, it's either Bushi or, dude, which is the more pinnable dad? To which you responded, nah, Bushi's getting pinned. So uh, you wouldn't even tell me who's the most pinnable dad. You were just like, that's not even a factor, dude. Bushi's, <laughs> Bushi's losing here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Hanma's the most pinnable dad, but he wasn't even this <laughs> match. So, you know, um... <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's pretty funny man yeah we you know we had a lot of uh new you know three dads gym talk here and um i mean it's great to see you know like we were just talking about before it's great to see things that you talk about on the podcast show up in the ring and these three together is like okay you know we didn't do this but we'll we'll you know we'll think about pretending to take credit for it you know what I mean so we uh but we had stuff like um <clears throat> you know uh that uh LIJ uh told the gym you know told him that the three dads gym was ass and Naito was knocking things out of people's hands um LIJ trashed the coffee bar and scared Watto Tenzon's out for revenge that Sonata put a paradise lock on Watto and just left him like that which is pretty fucked up man um, it's, it's, you know, we all know Tanahashi's banned from the gym, of course. And, and you came in with a pretty good one, which is that Shingo showed up, but all he did was work out and, and shower and leave. <laughs> that made me laugh. So that was good. Um, you know, that's all I got. And you're on mute. Yes, I am. Uh, and I said, uh, Shingo used all the hot water as well. <clears throat> oh, and, uh, <laughs> that they're like he did everything right. He used the gym equipment. He exercised. He got you know all all his workout shit in. Whilst uh, all Lij's just fucking around, uh, causing all sorts of mischief. And uh, then he yeah he used all the hot water. He, he's a uh, he is a dragon. 
there's I don't know what that has to do with it, but there it is. So yeah, if you want some extra extra silliness uh, when you're watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, join us on the Tweety. Yeah, it's fun. We'll, uh, We'll go off on some silly tangents and just have a good old time. We don't usually tag those posts with Kazuna because uh, they're not really about what we're watching. We're just kind of riffing on, uh, you know, making up uh, feuds in our head about why they're fighting and stuff. But yeah, I, I said like last week on the Twitty, it was like the start of season two of Three Dads Jam <laughs> right, or like yes. that. And so far, season two is pretty much, uh, it's kicking some fucking ass. Pretty good. And it's going to kick a little more ass a little later but first <laughs> we have the team of the evil pimp dicks versus the chaos boys which is of course tomohiro ishii uh hiroki goto and yoshihashi and wrestling logic usually tells me mr andy that if you've broken a record then the next match you have, you kind of you don't need to win anymore. You've broken the record, and then you can break that record again in a, a slowly and incrementally, rather than go. This guy's going to get ten defenses, and then that's the record. Now you know they right. usually break records in small amounts. That way, it's not so hard to kind of beat them again. So I, I was like, all right, I was kind of ready for it, and then and then uh, Muffin asked herself. Uh, Peter comes out with Yujiro, and yeah. I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> because we saw the other week, right, that Miyoho Abe comes out with uh, the Tekkers, and I'm like, well, the Tekkers are winning this. So uh, Peter comes out, and I'm like, okay. All right, Man. you champs. Boy, does she, and, too. Uh, and, and you know who else is back? Not just Muffin-Ass Peter, the, uh, you know, the Tokyo Pimps... Um, you know, Ward or whatever is also horny New Japan camera guy is back and oh man, he was in full effect, just going right up her hole, which is you know what he's supposed to do. So good job, buddy. Yeah, I think he had to go backstage and clean himself off because it's been so long <laughs> since Peter has been here. Uh, I know that's pretty vulgar, but uh, everyone was excited yes. to see both the ladies back because they definitely add something to the shows. And uh, if if someone can like put a bit of a shine on Pimpy and make him a bit more bearable, it's definitely Peter. So. <laughs> definitely, yeah. We've been begging for her to come back. It's just a fun <coughs> thing. And if you don't like it, I mean, whatever. I just think it's a it's a fun thing, and it's just goofy. And she's in on the joke, and she knows exactly what she's doing. She's fine. Oh hell yeah, yep. So, uh, and uh, I noticed that uh, Evil decides early on that the strategy he decides to go for is uh, pissing Ishii off, <laughs> which is uh, always a good thing because Ishii's chopping him and Evil's just standing there going, yeah, yeah yawn, what the fuck ever. What is that? That was weird. Yeah, he was no-selling yeah. Ishii and Ishii was so mad. <laughs> yeah. Now, these matches, Sandy, usually have a formula and that formula is you get your most pinnable guy on the challenges team and your most pinnable guy on your chaos team. Uh, so, uh, you know, last time it was Bushi and Yoshihashi right. in that final stretch, right? And they've done that that formula throughout some of these matches in the run, you know, in, in uh, the Chaos Boys run. This time they switched it up, which I thought was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, instead of Yoshihashi... 
being that uh, main guy in the ring for the final stretch and all that kind of stuff, it's Ishii. Mm-hmm. And I was teased. We were both teased. Everyone watching was teased with the potential of seeing uh, Dick Togo and Tomohiro Ishii throwing down. And we got it. Yeah. So it was like the final stretch was Dick Togo and Ishii. And I thought they were fucking fantastic. Yeah, there's some, of course, there's cheating involved. It's Bullet Club. It's, well, and it's Evil and Togo. And, you know, Yujiro doesn't give a fuck how he wins. Uh, but, uh, you know, so all this cheating's coming off. They, like, yeah, you could say there's so much cheating that obviously they're going to lose. But with Peter being there, you just, I was just like, no, nah, they're still winning this. They're still winning this. But, I really liked the final stretch. It was fucking dope. Uh, Ishii eventually, you know, hits the brain buster on Mr. Dick Togo for the win. And the record holders keep the titles. I'll talk about... We'll, we'll talk about what happens after the match in a tick. But what do you think of this match? I know you don't really give a fuck, really, but I think they've tried to make the, the six-mans uh, important... I think. <laughs> Look, I, I think they have. Like, this is the hardest they've no, tried with this title ever. And for me, it's working just because I, I've really liked the matches and the story. And hey, it's, uh, it's also where, you know, I'll joke every week. Yoshihashi is the fucking. He's a record holding champion in New Japan. But forget that. Tomohiro Ishii is the neverest never guy who's ever nevered ever. Because he's the uh, he's the kind of like the Kazuchika Okada now of both the uh, Never title and the fucking six man Never title. So uh, I guess Okada is the Ishi of the heavyweight division. Uh, yeah, that makes more sense in my brain. <laughs> so what do you think of the match? I you know it was fine. I <laughs> I, I enjoyed uh, Peter coming out. Obviously that was really fun. Big surprise. Um, I don't have a lot of notes on it because it was, you know, most of the match was Ishii and Dick Toga just killing each other. And it was fucking great, man. And that's what I wanted to see, you know. So they gave me that. And this match had a very interesting kind of format to it that was also followed in another match the next night involving Ishii and someone else. Where the whole match was based around those two fighting. You know what I mean? And that's how this match was. It was like the whole match... The two featured guys were Dick Togo and Ishii, and Evil would get in there too. But pretty much, it was those those two guys, and uh, that was a lot of fun because those are the you know two guys I want to see wrestle in the match. So it was good, you know. Um, I think that the night overall was just a fucking fun night, and you know things were light. And then you know the end, the way it ended, um, really kind of made things even better because of what happened here, Luke. All right, so Chaos Boys retain cool now you know that's awesome sweet and i didn't i didn't expect challenges to come straight out i thought all right maybe the next couple shows we'll see that well the next challenges came straight out i lost my fucking mind (laughs) because it was yuji nagata satoshi kojima and hiroshi tenzan that's right the three dads and i'm just like what the fuck uh, yes, yes, please. I love you, New Japan. Uh, hugs and kisses. Uh, I was so fucking excited. Uh, Nagata 
And, and yeah, like Ishii's like, oh, you want a shot at these? Yeah, cool. And then Nagata comes out and just like bitch slaps him and it's like, fuck you, we're taking your title, <laughs> motherfucker. And I'm just like, oh, dads are fired up. This is on. <laughs> hey, Ishii kind of backed down too from Yuji Nagata. He's like, I don't want any of that. And kind of, in fact, on the second night, like Yuji Nagata like like stared them all down by his, himself, and they're all like, ah. We don't want any of that right now. We don't want any any blue justice at the moment. It's weird, um, but uh, yeah, that's that's exciting. Um, you know, we really, obviously, really hope that the three dads win the six man titles, and then I'll give yeah. a fuck about them. So, um, you know, because that is that's magic right there. You know, see, Mister Andy still doesn't care about those titles. I do. I really like the Chaos Boys as the the trios champs, but every time they've defended those belts, I'm just like, oh. No, I don't need to see that team beat the Chaos Boys, you know, because, like, I uh, don't need to see Jay White and Kenta with those. They, they got other shit to do. Where's Kenta, by the way? The fuck is Kenta? Where is he? I don't know. I don't know. He's not even in American TV or nothing. Like, what the fuck is he doing? All right, never mind. I've missed Kenta. That's pretty much why I'm complaining there. But, uh, you know, the three dads is the first team I've seen come out where I'm like, yeah, that one, that team. That team can beat them and have a run with the the six man nevers why not well imagine, I, I think that'd be fucking awesome you know you walk into three dads gym you know you see the snack bar Watto's over there making caramel macchiatos and whatnot you know hanma's he's mopping the floor the same spot over and over again it's like you can't see or something and then you know and you got the classes going on and stuff and you see the trophy case and in it of course you know it has the triple crown championship stuff it's got all of you know the tag titles that ten cozy's won all the years you know it's got the the you know the stuff all of uh, uh yuji nagata's accolades and then now in a prominent spot it's got the three championships right there and so i mean that's something that you as a member of three dads gym can aspire to fucking one of the Fuck. people that own those belts Fuck yeah. And I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention one of my favorite Three Dads gags is you were saying that while LIJ was doing all their shit, uh, Honma was just cleaning, but he had headphones on so he didn't hear anything. And, and to which Jay said he was listening to the Show and Yo album, <laughs> which made me fucking laugh. So yeah, like, of course, they'd have a big trophy area where they've got all their previous accolades and stuff but it's three dads gym and here's here's the titles they can all have together oh my god i love it <laughs> i can't wait for that title match i mean uh, this is so we're getting we're getting the season finale at the beginning of the goddamn season you know this is crazy oh no that's this is just the beginning it's a fucking it's a, gonna be a wild roller coaster of a ride for season two <laughs> Man, i can't wait i love it yeah, we go. And here we are. We've got uh, Road to Kizuna, night two for this week. And we start, of course, with the young line gauntlet. We've got Yota Suji. He's starting this time versus the great Okan. Oh, wow. It's been a while since I've seen some fucking Empire boys. I know. <coughs> um, good ones, I mean. Uh, it's been a while since we've heard Okan's theme, and he does the full thing, yeah. and he tries to rip the the thing off his face, and he misses, and then has to like do it a second time. And we were like, "Oh my yeah. god, who is that? Who is that? Well, it's not Okan. Oh, it is Okan." <laughs> so this match is fun. It, it might not be my favorite of the gauntlet matches because I can't, I could never see Great Okan giving Yoda Suji much because Great Okan's probably like, 
Dude, I was a, I was, a, I was in your position like not long ago. Fuck you, I'm beating you up. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I could definitely see that. Like, I could see Wato having that same mentality as well. It's like, I just came from here. Fuck you, I'm kicking your ass. I'm not selling. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so these two fucking beefcakes just like do power moves and shit on each other, which is really cool. And there's some fucking gnarly chops by Khan on Yoda Suji, and I was like, fucking ouch. Uh, and he's using the the hand that he's got taped to make those slaps. Oh, so those fucking slaps make these amazing sounds. Because, you know, he's got his fingers individually taped and all this kind of stuff. Fucking chop. It was awesome. I really liked those. And it was just, you know, great to see Okan back again. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny, too, with the ending of this. Like, Okan puts Yoda in a bouncing brab. Yeah, because he's sure. got him in the the Boston Brab and just starts bouncing on it, and uh, yeah, Yoda Suji taps out, of course. And Okan just ke- keeps it on for a while, and then he does another hold too, and just keeps it on forever. Is like fuck you, dude. Um, couple things, I I you know I love this. I thought this was fun. Um, yep. You know, earlier in the match, uh, Suji tries a a Brab of his own. And fucking Okan gets out of it just by grabbing his foot and just twisting it. And I was like, that's good. I like that when wrestlers don't forget their arms work. They're like, oh, no, I'm in this leg hold. All I can do is show frustration with my arms. I can't try to get out, you know, with my arms. So that was good. Um, it's almost like when some motherfucker is in a uh, figure four leg lock and you're just like, punch him in the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then um, Suji, or, or no, uh, Okan tries a grab on Suji and Suji gets, gets right out of it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what, the, what is this? But then, like, Khan busts out, a, a like, this crazy, like, fucking hold that he puts him in. And, and then he fucking puts on the, a second brab. And that one is way better. And it works right away. And uh, he continues to attack Suji. But um, you mentioned something about the, the tape, you know. And I have been playing at your, at your uh, recommendation. I've been playing um, Fallout New Vegas on the... Uh, uh, Xbox yeah. 360. Have fun with it. You know, it's it reminds me of the other Fallout games I played. I, I don't understand the difference yet, but um, I'm only 10 hours in or so. But one of the weapons that you can get, which I thought was so fucking funny, is boxing tape. So basically, you can just tape your fist. You know. <laughs> It's just yep. like the most pro wrestling bullshit ever. I don't know how taping your fists make you, you know what I mean? It's like, I remember um, there's a really funny well, storyline from WCW with uh, um, uh, Duggan. Um, what's his name? The Oh, that guy. He, he yeah, fucking... He's a... The, what, the, the, the idiot who called Hogan a great technical wrestler. Right, yes, yes. Um, and he, he fucking, like goes to Ireland to learn about tape fist stuff because that's like his gimmick for a while. And, and like, what's funny about it is that he will end matches by taping fists, which is illegal, even though he's the babyface, and he never protects the ref. He always buries the ref, and he barely puts any tape on it, and half the time the roll of tape's still hanging off his fist, and he just kind of waves it at the guy, and the guy goes down, and, you know, matches over. Oh, and, I remember uh, that. <laughs> it's so bad. But he goes to Ireland to uh, learn about tape fist uh, fighting, and his grandmother is a te- tape fist taped fist boxing champion and they show this hilarious like early 90s fucking photoshop version of um of jim duggan's face on an old lady <laughs> it's really funny like it's in the newspaper like she's the champion of tape fist boxing <coughs> amazing shit from nitro back in the day speaking of 
Hacksaw Jim Duggan. When I started watching wrestling, I quickly learned, I'm like, okay, that guy's popular. I can see why. That guy's popular. I can see why. That guy's popular. I can see why. Hacksaw Jim Duggan fucking sucks. Why do people like this fucking idiot? <laughs> He's over, never man. liked Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I never liked him. Maybe it's because I'm Australian. He's going. He's always coming out going like America, fuck yeah. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> all right, fine. American audiences enjoy him, but uh, everybody else in the world just thinks he's a twat. So, uh, well, so I did. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he wrestles like a heel, way worse than Hogan ever did. You know what I mean? Like he is the yeah. he is always a heel, and he refuses the job. So like. Like, what OSW calls the Jim Duggan special, the brawl to the back. Because, like, half of his matches end with him just brawling to the back because he refuses the job. And it's like, it's crazy. It's like, you're Jim Duggan. Who do you think you are? But at the same time, you, you know, you get booked for 30 years of refusing the job. I mean, hey, it works. So, you know what I mean? It's hard to hate on him. It's, I guess it's a, it's a good work we can get it. Yeah, great. The uh, the very unselfish wrestler, Hatchclaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, fuck. Imagine him with a young line match. Fucking two minutes. <laughs> Rip his leg off. Yeah. Hit him with a two by four. We're done. Bye. <laughs> he never hit anybody with that thing. No. No, he just threatened to. But yes. Uh <laughs> Oh man, we're stalling, but I don't I don't know why. Maybe it's because we fear that we can't do this next match justice because it's fucking we can do it. I just want to talk about stupid ass Jim Duggan, you know? So Yeah, that's all right. I'm glad we did. So every now everyone who was wondering what did Luke and Andy think about fucking Hacksaw? Well, now they know. <laughs> fucking Hacksaw Jim Duggan was shit. And you, you like you can't convince me otherwise. I'm sorry. Oh, if you like him, that's fine, but he, he was just not for me. Anyway, Yuya Uramura versus Kota Ibushi happened, and this match is fucking nuts. Yuya even manages to, like, bring out just a tiny bit of murder Ibushi too, which is awesome. There's fucking strikes galore. They fucking... They rip a sh I'm swearing a lot. Damn, man, my swear fuck yeah, gone up because this match is so fucking good. Dude, the strikes galore... Fucking Yuya does a, a brab, then transitions that shit into a lion tamer. And I'm like, wait, what? That was really cool. Then, like, Yuya does this sick German deadlift suplex on Kota Ibushi. And I'm like, fucking hell, Ibushi. You're, uh, you're going all out fucking selling for uh, Yuya Uramura. This is fantastic stuff. Yuya gets in lots of offense. Even And, yes, they, they there is this part where... Yuya's going smack, 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 smack. One elbow from Ibushi down. Yeah, <laughs> that's great, right? Uh, yep. And Kota gets him into a one-legged lion tamer and taps out Yuya Uramura. Holy shit, this is amazing. This is up there as being probably one of the better Young Lion Gauntlet matches. It was just incredible stuff. What do you think? I think this was the best Young Lion Gauntlet match. Yeah. Maybe Suji versus Tanahashi. I really like that one. I really like Zack Sabre Jr. versus Yuya. Uh, some good shit there. This might be the best one. And it was the last one, so that's the way it should be, you know? So I think, um, you know, there's this time period, right? You know, G1. You're watching your G1 night, and you got, like, three, four block matches, and the main event's, like, I don't know, Kota Ibushi versus uh, Yuya Uemura. 
and this is what you get. This is like a main event of some random G1 show is what this is, where it's like, it's not quite Tokyo Dome main event style, but it's like maybe third from the end of the Tokyo Dome style. You yeah. know, it's like they aren't in, they aren't in the fifth gear. They're going to stay in the fourth gear, but man, they are going to ride that fourth gear out. And uh, this match is fantastic. Very high quality match. Everything in it looks awesome. There is a part um, where <laughs> Ibushi puts on reverse full Nelson, which and then brings it switches. It already looks insane. Yuya sells it awesome, and he takes him right down to the ground. Uh, that is terrifying and amazing. Uh, also, Yuya hits the best dropkick of the whole Gauntlet series as well in this match, like right in the beginning. This is amazing dropkick. Um, we also get uh, this part where Yuya, you may have mentioned this, but Yuya Moore, he tries to get a brab on. And so Ibushi's looking up at him. You know, like, and he refuses to roll over, and he just starts slapping the shit out of Yuya, and then Yuya starts slapping him. So they're like in the like attempted Brad position, just slapping the shit out of each other. <laughs> it was fun stuff that you don't see, and I really like that they tried new things in these matches and stuff. And I, I, you know, like I said, I think this was the best one. I fucking loved it. Of all of them, I would recommend this one the most. I think. Yeah, and so many of them to recommend. Like, I really liked both of Zack Sabre Jr.'s matches against both men. Uh, the Tanahashi one with y uh, Yoda Suji was great. Suzuki Uramura was, was pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, uh, whoever's idea what it was for this young Lion Gauntlet, thank you. Yeah, it was good. amazing. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. And I think it uplifted the rest of the card too because no one wants to get shown up by dads uh sorry not dads by juniors but uh, uh i just mentioned the dads because like the next match is like all of the dads <laughs> that's what i put on twitter i just swear all period of period the period dads period because it's all of them except for tiger mask because this is a heavyweight match yeah all of the heavy dads yeah so we got tomoaki homa uh of, of course uh togi makabe Satoshi Kojima, Hiroshi Tenzan, and Yuji Nagata versus the Chaos Boys. Why Chaos Boys? I do mean the six-man champs with Yano and Okada. And, man, Ishi Nagata is a good fucking time, dude. Yeah. Man, and is it just me or the dads fired up? They were fired up, and I was loving it. This match is super fun and awesome. Uh, no Tweety jokes this time, because I didn't get to watch this live, and uh, Mr. Andy said the Tweety was a little quieter that night, uh, to the second night, so uh, it made me think that, uh, wow, man, those six-man six guys are a bit of a draw right now, but yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I imagined your response to be. <laughs> so not only do we get uh, lots of Ishii and Nagata, which... Uh, makes me very happy but we get something that uh, i just as soon as i started seeing it i was like oh mr andy's gonna love this shit <laughs> and it was ishi and honma tearing it up this one's also ishi focused uh, i guess if you're always uh yoshihashi focused in those final moments oh. it just gets a bit predictable and all that kind of stuff so they're switching it up a bit they're, they're aware they're trying to do different things i like that Man, and this is, like, the best I've seen Honma since... What was that match, Honma? Suzuki. Single, again, yep, that's the best he's been since Suzuki. Because, uh, 
Nishi knows how to work with Honma. He doesn't oh, make yeah. him look like shit, which is awesome. He lets him tear it up. There's like diving Kakeshi headbutts. Like, it's just insane. It's like three or four times that like Honma just uses his head like a battering ram against Ishii. It's awesome. Oh, and then, uh, you know, Honma's just beat the crap out of Ishii and then puts him in the suplex position and he gets brain busted. And one, two, three. <laughs> Ishii pins Honma. Uh, the dad, the dads get all heated, and uh, Nagata talks some more smack to Ishii. And yeah, I want the dads to win big time. <laughs> well, I mean, before I even talk about this match, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Never as fuck. This match, it gets the never's fuck seal of approval from me for sure. Um, all kinds of, I mean, like this match, just like I said, the other one that Ishii was involved in was centered around him versus someone else. And in this case, it was Hanma. And like, there's long periods of the match where they're the only people like that are legal. In fact, like half the match, they're legal up until the very end. And like guys are running in and out and there's shit going on, but it's basically these two guys locked in, in battle, you know, against each other doing their fucking never shit. And it's awesome. So, the ending of the match, though, um, it's just so fucking funny, because what happens is, is that Hanma, he's tried a couple times, as he does, to get his normal, you know, falling Kokeshi, and he doesn't hit it, of course, and he's upset, and he looks so mad, and then he finally gets it at the very end, and celebrates like he has just won the fucking heavyweight championship off Okada at the Wrestle Kingdom main event, and immediately gets destroyed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, he's like, yeah! And then just gets killed immediately ishi no sells whatever he just did hits the brain buster pins him and it's like even hanma's victories are not long-lived you know uh but man no. i love this match you're right about it and it was such a fun surprise to see these two going at it and even though hanma got pinned he got put over strong in this match and he looked great he and, and i mean that's how you do it you know fuck yeah it is uh this match was just wonderful fun Dads are fired up, which I'm loving. Uh, this is going to make for a really fun six-man match. I can't wait. I don't know for a fact. In fact, Mr. Andy, I'm going to make for some really good audio now. Oh, boy. While I uh, go to New Japan Pro Wrestling and kick on... Oh, no. They haven't announced the cards for next week's casino. They have not. Yes, they have not. So I looked that up, too. Um yeah. You have to imagine, though, that that tag match is going to happen one of those two nights. I yes. hope so. Yes. I know it's a short turnaround between title matches, but fuck that. Why build it up on Kazuna and not have it at Kazuna or Road 2 and not have it at Kazuna? So, yeah. Well, there's like the, the new. Remember last year, and, and they brought that thing back that they had had years ago called Summer Struggle. And so now this mm. year, this is what the next thing is a Summer Struggle, which is really nothing. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a more road to shows that they just are calling whatever summer struggle, which is a very apt name, you know, especially last yep. year. Holy shit. But um, yeah, so we'll see. <coughs> and, and I mean, that's all leading up to the big uh, Tokyo Dome show that they're still trying to do. Um, and we'll see if that if that happens. I, I hope it does. I mean, I know that Australia's getting locked down right and left um, and, uh, you know, we don't care in the United States. We're still, uh, you know, still three, four hundred cases a, a, a day in my area, and nobody cares. Um, but that's because we're Americans and we're tough. And you're wrong. We're right. Oh God. 
Yeah, we can do the lockdowns really well. Uh, now, if only they could do the fucking vaccine. Motherfucker. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Son of a bitch, give me the phone. Give me it. Just give me. Yeah, so, uh, no. So we're, we're not getting vaccinated anytime soon. Sorry, man. Yeah. That's all right, man. <sighs> I hate needles anyway. They freak me out. Oh, and dude, it's the all, easiest all, shot ever, though. It's it's and like all this waiting. I'm just like, stop building it out. <laughs> no, I'm fucking out. for real. Like I hate injections too. And the first one that I got, literally, the lady was standing there looking at me, and I'm talking to her, and she's like, uh, "Yeah, okay." And she's starting to get rude, and I'm like, "What's the problem?" And she goes, "Well, you're done. Could you leave?" And I didn't even know that she had stuck me. So. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. A rude American. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll. <laughs> All right, man. Let's continue the fun here. We've got Dangerous Takers and Al Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru versus all of LIJ. And uh, this this makes me laugh. So the Suzuki guys all come out first. And uh, fucking Naito comes out and he makes... Yoda Suji uh, sit on the ropes and open them up, you know, so he can get in. Oh, <laughs> tai Chi walks up to and uh, Tai Chi walks up to Yoda and just kicks him off the fucking ropes. Well, Luke, you 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 don't know who that was, huh? That was not Yoda Suji that did that. No, that was who Her- was that? Hiromu Takahashi. So Hiromu came out during that the halftime or whatever you call it, the go wash your hands time. And he I jo- skipped that. Yeah, he joined commentary. So, and he was dressed in all black, and he had uh. a black mask. And when 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 Bushi's music hits, you, the camera just cuts to commentary and fucking. <laughs> For some, he looks like a fan. Hiromu is just right, like two inches from the camera, doing the the MX sign, just like all serious, right up in the camera. But that was Hiromu, so Hiromu technically took a bump on this match, and that was very encouraging to me because he he took a bump off the apron. It wasn't like a a legit like you know actual pro wrestling bump, but he went down. He got kicked in the arm, and that's and, a good sign. And then Lij was like, "Who cares?" and just. <laughs> <laughs> Continue the match. Right. About it, so. All right, so now everyone knows how much I pay attention to wrestling. You, yeah, but, you watched it later, yeah. and you and when you watch it later, you want to skip the, that bullshit. I get it, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, man, this match is really fun. I, I like I like the uh, the chemistry the the two tag teams have for each other. Like Taichi has a present for Naito this time. <laughs> I don't know what the writing says on it. I don't know if you caught a translation on the Tweety or not, but, uh, you know, Naito takes the box. There's a bit of a show uh, about, like, you know, taking the box. Thank you, thank you, bow, bow. Then just smashes him over the head with it. (laughs) And Chumpy doesn't do shit. Is it Chumpy or is it uh, Reggie? I can't remember. I'm really enjoying this feud, man. I really like uh, Tekka's Naito and sonata's chemistry together i think this is gonna be a really fun tag team match uh because these the, these two guys well these four guys feud with each other during singles all the time and which leads to some great matches now that's going to be a tag team so uh i can't wait yes i know sonata's in the team but uh him and zach saber <laughs> jr are fucking magic together just magical it's one of my favorite combinations i'll i, I won't I'm definitely not changing my mind on that that's fucking great so uh, this is fun stuff. 
Taichi gets his revenge and uh, uses the box later. And, uh, you know, you got to keep your junior champ strong. So pinche loco on, uh, on poor Bushi. Yeah, but this match kind of has everything, man. I mean, like, it's, mm. it's awesome. It's got the jokey joke, ha-ha stuff at the beginning. It, you know, what's funny, too, is that later on we finally get to look inside the box. There's nothing in it. You know, Tai Chi did. He, no, he, you know, he didn't really get him a gift. Son of a bitch. You know, uh, he just found a random box yes. out the back and then just wrote something Absolutely. on the front. Absolutely, yes. You can always tell when a wrestler just grabs something on the way to the ring. You know what I mean? Like that's like that's awesome. That's definitely how the wrist tape uh, shenanigans started with Yano for sure. You know, um, but uh, yeah, and you know, I'm just wondering: Is Hiromu cleared? You know, he's got to be pretty close to being cleared if they're kicking him off the apron. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just this match is everything. It's got the haha, it's got the technical shit, and it's got a bunch of brawling. It's really fun. I liked it a lot, and I was so happy. I was just smiling ear to ear the whole time. Yep, absolutely same. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Like, you've, we've got some fresh feuds happening. We've got some feuds ending. We had the Young Lion Gauntlet. This has been some super fucking fun shows, and we finish the road to Kazuna because I do believe the actual two Kazuna shows are next week with another title match which is uh, Sho and Yo versus Shredder and El Phantasmo and you were right yeah <laughs> you called it dude yeah you fucking called it what do you think of this match well i i don't double down triple down quadruple down on something unless i'm absolutely positive i mean there's no way they weren't going to do this i mean like it's just you know and and the storyline was obviously what i thought which is that you know elp wanted to distract us with this whole thing between him and ishimori and do whatever he could to distract us from the fact that he's not using the sudden death anymore so in this match there's a lot of good shit that happens but obviously at the end he wins with a sudden death and then he cuts a promo about how everybody forgot about it <laughs> except for like, you and me yeah because i'm like when are they gonna do the sudden death and you're like relax it's tomorrow <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, uh, we didn't forget. So, um, but I mean, the match itself was fun because uh, earlier that day on, I think it was Instagram, um, Red Shoes had posted a picture of himself with pictures of, of properly, like basically, he had sent messages to ELP showing him how to properly cut his nails. And so, you know, that's why he was checking him at the beginning of the match, you know, saying you can't do back rakes in this match. You have to have your nails properly cut. And so they did. And so what did VC do? Um, they went right back to the old crotch stomp thing they used to do in the corner. So they started doing that instead of the back rakes. And, you know, they just went back to their old <laughs> yeah. shit. And so, yep. you know, I, I, there was a really crazy long reversal sequence between Shredder and Show that's late in the match that was really cool. It was like the shit we've seen them do, but it took, it was like three minutes of it lifting each other, countering that, lifting the other guy, doing a fucking like code red type move and all that shit. It was great. Um, late in the match, also key, uh, ELP tries a Kenny Omega V trigger, not just any V trigger, definitely Kenny Omega one. He does the whole, you know, pointing and everything. And he also performs a textbook Canadian tag in this match, which is pretty funny. And, uh, 
he accidentally splashes Shredder late in the match. So then, uh, you know, Sho and Yo get in. They hit their, like, super finisher, but ELP kicks out. And then, um, you know, Yo and ELP are left alone. And that's when the sudden death comes out. Yo takes the pin. He's fucking garbage again. And uh, we are kind of reset to where we were like a year ago or whatever. You know what I mean? This is like all been just to reset everything. Let's get the titles on the people that we were supposed to have them on at the beginning of the year or whatever the case yeah. may be. And that's kind of where we're at now. So will the uh, singles championship, will that uh, go to ELP or Ishimori? I mean, we don't know. But uh, that's more fun with these guys. And I love this match. I thought it was really fun. And the finish made me smile so much. So, Yep. I, I had a, this, I only have one problem with this, and it's the problem I've had with the division for a while. All right, so Shredder and El Fantasmo are the tag champs. Cool, love it, nice. But now you got Shredder going up against El, El Desperado, and probably at Kazuna, and I'm just like, all right, can we have feuds for the junior heavyweight title that don't involve? One of the fucking tag team champions, please. Stop it! I mean, it, it, it seems to me that Ishimori's probably going to lose. Then ELP's going to ask for his shot. Or he'll help Ishimori win, which would be awesome. I would love that. Yeah. Because we also have ELP doing the whole, like, Bullet Club's fine thing. Like, he's doing every red herring he can to throw people off the scent of whatever's going on, which is fun, you know? Um, but it's... I, you know, I'm kind of glad in a way that I don't have the English commentary because I feel like that things that they would say would just give everything away. Whatever, you know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like, I just feel like they would give all these storylines away. That's that's definitely the thing, isn't it? So that's a, that's also the nice thing about not knowing the language, being an ignorant asshole, is you can even turn the show on late and they won't spoil who won previous matches. I mean, right. they probably will. But I won't fucking know. But uh, yeah, this is this is great stuff. I was really happy to see the uh, sudden death come back. I was like, "Yep, yeah, all right, there it is." Then he cut that promo, and I was just like, "No, no, 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 no." Mister Andy and I knew what the fuck was up. Yeah, like, it, we were... this proves that he does not listen to our podcast. So, <coughs> what a bastard! Cheeky, how best. dare he? I'm so upset now. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's what my month is it June. Are we a year in now, or what? Yes, okay, so our first, technically our first episode was posted in, like, April. I know we recorded them in April, but the current, like, Podbean feed, I guess the official start of the show, I am definitely not vamping and looking this up right at this moment. I'm just, like, yeah. definitely thinking about it and saying oh, words yeah. that are important. Um, but our first show was posted on June 20th, 2020, so yes... It's been a year and three days. Woohoo! Yeah! Party sounds. Yeah! Yeah! Who's driving? Bear's driving. Oh my god. How can that be? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, and we put up, uh, in a year, I guess we put up like 60 episodes, whatever. So that's pretty good, you know? It's fucking awesome. Yeah. All right. And that's a lot of recommends, too, in it all is. that time. I know, I know we've taken recommends off at various points usually during tournament season because that's just like way too crazy right but it hasn't been very crazy for quite a while so we've been uh getting through these 
recommends really at a pretty good pace here. And I think we chose two fucking awesome matches. Uh, I, I love both of them. They're both completely different, but they're, they're both fantastic. Which one do you want to start with? Let's just do mine. Mine's a, mine's a real light jokey joke match. It's, uh, you know, it's the seventh uh, match on G1 Climax 25, A-Block Tournament, uh, July 24th, 2015, from Kyoto. And it is Toru Yanu, the king of pro wrestling, versus AJ Styles. Now... When you see that that you know kind of match, you think to yourself, well, you know, we've seen like Yano versus Kenny Omega, but can can AJ Styles do that? And I think it should be the other way around now that I'm watching this. I think it's actually, oh, you know, we should have been that way about Kenny Omega, because oh my god, dude, this is like peanut butter and jelly right here. This is fucking amazing yes. shit. These guys are perfect. And you know, it's fun, too, to watch this because we get a lot of the older shtick that Yano doesn't do so much anymore. He's super over and, like, immediately is doing the break, break, break shtick, you know, and the crowd chants along, and he can't do that anymore right now. So, um, but, you know, there's there's one moment that I want to talk about in this match, and then I just want to say, yeah, that's the whole match is this kind of thing. So, Yano... Um, is doing his Toru Yanu, you know, thing where he points at himself. And here comes AJ Styles running at him. Yano ducks mid-chant and does, like, the low bridge. So AJ Styles goes flying out the back of the ring. He's bumping like a maniac. Yano points at his brain to let everyone know that he is smart. And then he tries to do his chant again. And in the background, we see perfect camera shot. AJ Styles go up, hit the phenomenal forearm, and you get Toru Yanu, you know. <laughs> it's destroyed and the whole match is like that the whole match is these amazingly timed comedy spots where yano's not doing a whole lot and aj styles is bumping around him like he's fucking you know giant gonzalez versus a you know somebody it's 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 pretty funny because you know aj styles works his ass off but he doesn't it's like a night off for him, you know what I mean? He's not, like, taking anything yeah. crazy, but he's definitely bumping his ass off for Yano. And we get, like, Yano running the ropes with AJ Styles and shit like that. It's just, it's fucking amazing. I don't know, man. What You know, this was the first time you saw this. What do you think of all this here? I loved it, and I was bummed out that this is their only singles match together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I could have done with a trilogy of these, too. So uh, this seemed, what year is this, 2016? 15. 15. So I don't know. When when did Yano start being the Yano we know now? Like what year? I think like a year before this. I think that's like when he, you know, left Iska and became member Chaos and all that stuff. I think that's when that happened, but I'm not sure. Well, actually, him and Nakamura started Chaos. So, and that was like in... 2010 or 29 uh, 2009 i don't know man oh yeah so because it, it felt like to me that we were in some of the early stages or it hasn't been that long since uh yano's made this transition to i haven't even seen i'm gonna have to choose an old school yano match eventually because i need to see what he was like before he started doing all this like awesome comedy shit. This match was so, so much fun, man. I really liked it. Uh, AJ Styles and him. I know AJ's bumping around, but it seems definitely seems like a, a battle of wits. Yano's trying to 
cheating outwit at AJ Styles and AJ Styles is just like he's always got the answer out for it so like there's this like really great pin near the end which AJ turns into the calf crusher and it was just really fantastic stuff I had a smile on my face the whole time because uh I didn't know this match existed and now that I know that it existed I watched it and I was just like it was everything I wanted it to be I was like thank you so much yeah so that was a fucking amazing choice dude (laughs) well we're going to get a little more serious next week, uh, but I wanted to lighten it up. We both had kind of short, fun matches this week. What was yours, Luke? All right, so we're at Wrestle Kingdom 4. This is a match for the uh, junior title. It's uh, Naomichi Marafuji versus Tiger Mask. And fuck me, this match is amazing. Uh, like, this awesome face stomp thing uh-huh. early in the match i was like what the fuck was that uh, tiger mask does this weird figure four variation thing too he also does this fucking tiger bomb off the fucking top rope and shit this match is freaking nuts like you could also say there is some selling like there's a bit of psychology in it between both men but it this is basically a you know, junior match where they're getting all their shit in and they're not doing all of the selling and all that. And I don't give a shit. This match is crazy. We've got awesome high-angle drop kicks and shit by Marafuji. We've got crazy suplexes and power bombs and stuff by both men, especially Tiger Mask and stuff. Awesome kicks by both. They kick the shit out of each other. I love it. And then Marafuji just kills Tiger with some kicks at the end. And I don't know what his fit this movies that he does at the end maybe you can tell me what it's called it looked awesome and marifuji pins tiger mask to win the iwgp junior title yeah it's some crazy side slam thing that and and like to me this match it's not about psychology it's not about selling it's about false finishes that's what this match is about because like, like the false finishes are good and they get you because like like you said, everyone thinks Tiger Mask is winning this. At least I did. You know, I'm watching this. I'm thinking, of course he's going to win. And he starts hitting like these Tiger suplexes, and then the the Tiger bomb off the or Tiger driver off the top rope, and you think, oh, it's over. And then Marafuji kicks out, and you're like, oh, well, that's <coughs> that's Marafuji's big kick out that he's getting in this match. And of course he's then going to yeah. lose. But they subvert your expectations with these awesome um, uh, false finishes. And I mean, I. I thought this was fantastic, and it got, you know, it starts off a little slow, and then it gets rolling, and then it's like, oh, my God, towards the end. And Marafuji's kicks, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's better, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, this other guy has better kicks than Marafuji. Like, I don't know if I can say that sentence with a straight face because he's his kicks are just amazing and he doesn't do a bunch of them in this match but his chops are also amazing and it's it has to do with like the follow-through that he does the same thing with the kicks like he has these kind of flourishes and follow-ups that he does around the move that make it look more fancy and more devastating and it looks like it's a piece of cake to work with marifuji because he is gonna make his shit look awesome and all you gotta do is react to it you know so I love this match. I thought it was awesome, and I'm glad I got to see it. Yeah, so so am I. Uh, I just, uh, I was just trying to find some good old 
junior matches and I'm scrolling through and I'm obviously I'm using the junior title for that. I'm scrolling through and there's so many that aren't here. And it's like from, Oh man. And you know, I'm going from the two thousands. I'm going up. I'm like, that looks good. No, 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 no. Fucking hell. Then I saw Marafuji's name. I was like, uh, do we have all of these matches? No, we don't. But there will be a, another one that I'm, I'm just going to continue it because I was going to choose something else, but then I saw the next match that was available. There's an English language version of this as well. This is from May 3rd, 2010 at Fukuoka. It is Naomichi Marafuji versus Ryusuke Taguchi. Oh, great. That'll be awesome. Okay. Yep. That, that will be very good because that's, you know, that's big match to Gucci. Uh, Black Fuck trucks yeah, to Gucci. That's going to be, yeah, that'll be fucking sweet. That's awesome. going to be a banger, man. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, I, so I've uh, chosen a kind of like classic matchup from Wrestle Kingdom 2. Um, and on paper, I described it to you as this. Is on paper, this is a classic matchup from Wrestle Kingdom 2. Um, in practice, it is some of the most pro wrestling insanity shit you ever see. And uh, if you're mad about matches not being on New Japan World, you're gonna like at the end of this match, you're gonna be like clicking on New Japan World, looking for a match, looking for a match, and it isn't on there. But we're gonna find it, and I may recommend it. So, um, and I can't divulge what happens at the end of this match, even you know, obviously finish wise, but something very strange happens at the end of this match, and you're gonna be like. Either you know about this, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Or you don't know about it, and you're going to be like, what the fuck is happening? So, <laughs> it's from Wrestle right. Kingdom 2. It's, uh, that is, I don't have the date. Who cares? It's Tanahashi versus... It's probably uh, the 4th of January. Yeah, it's the 4th of January. It's a Wrestle Kingdom 2. Uh, Ta- Tanahashi versus Nakamura. I believe it's for Ooh. the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, but I'm not positive. It could be for the for the middle it doesn't matter the match is fucking awesome and then what happens at the end it's just like what the hell is this so um that's gonna be a lot of fun to talk about i really have been trying to find more nakamura shit to put in because the first match i recommended was a nakamura match and i don't know if we've been we, we had that one we had the um the one versus la sombra and i think mm-hmm. this is only like the third maybe there's one more that we've had if I was going to recommend a Nakamura match to someone who's never seen one, I'd recommend the Dallas NXT match versus uh, Sami Zayn. That was like the only amazing New Japan style match that Nakamura has been allowed to have in WWE. It was his opening match. It's the best one he's had ever since then. It's been downhill. It's a shame. I, part of me thinks, though, it's not all the company's in. Part of me also thinks it's... He gets to coast and get some big bucks. Absolutely, so. yeah. Which I get it. He he killed himself for years, and you know, I mean, oh, uh, yeah, he did. Like, yeah, he went. He had a lot of wars in Japan. He wants to take it easy and make some money. I, I can't be too angry. However, man, remember how dis- I was just remember being so disappointed when it was AJ Styles versus Nakamura at WrestleMania because that had banger written all over it, and it was just a uh, dick punch city. I liked it. I thought it was a good match, but it wasn't. Fair enough. It wasn't Wrestle Kingdom twelve good, you know what I mean? So no, yeah. So yeah, all right. We got a couple really good recommends. That's Marafuji and Taguchi from twenty ten. 
And Wrestle Kingdom 2, Tanahashi versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, man. You're yeah. going to like that. You're going to like that a lot. It's, it's you know, they're young and they're like, I mean, it's, you know, this is short hair Nakamura, you know, and it's, it's you know, Tanahashi the ace before he's the ace pretty much. And and we get to hear his old theme. We get to hear you know, Nakamura's theme. And I it's, it's good shit, man. It made me feel pretty happy. And I'm looking forward to seeing... Taguchi versus Fuji. That's gonna be awesome, dude. Yeah. No, I uh, I can't wait. So yeah, it, that's uh, man. We've been knocking it out of the park recently with these recommends and stuff too. So uh, there's been some good shit lately, and that does kind of bring us to the end of. Uh, I'm just gonna say here the uh, fuck it. Might as well just call it the one year anniversary show. I don't think you and I are too. Uh, big on anniversaries and milestones and stuff we're just happy to plug away at it and just keep doing our shit and uh we're probably gonna keep plugging away at it and keep doing our shit for another year so thanks everyone who listens and all that kind of stuff uh if you don't listen well fuck you and you didn't hear me say that anyway so whatever (laughs) yeah whatever but yeah whatever man Whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to do, but uh, in uh, in uh, Switchblade, we trust. With God on our side.